I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, black Hipster. Hipster. Where we talk about black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And, and sometimes, sometimes other, other shit. shit. It is Sunday. It is Sunday. And a lot of shit has happened yes, last it has. week. Yes, it has. Y'all. Where should we start? Oh, there's a lot. We could start with. Should we talk about abortion and oh, all the issues God. that are going on? See, here's the thing. Yeah, we will just touch on it lightly. <laughs> touch on it lightly. <laughs> yeah, you know. Literally and figuratively. The thing is, it's so heavy. I feel like that's a whole show. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get me riled up. And I'm going to just be going off the whole show. Mm-hmm. Like, my volume's going to be here the whole time. <laughs> like... So, I'm just like, and I know it's it's one of those things, it's like I can't avoid talking about it, and I can't not acknowledge what's happening, but I think I'm just not ready, because I need to, like, center myself Mm -hmm. and get all my emotions in check before I start having those conversations, because somebody is going to say the wrong thing, and I'm going to go the fuck off. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's what's going to happen, or, or, like, it just... Or I'm just going to go the fuck off. <laughs> like, it's just like, Listen. somebody's going to be like, so, uh, Alabama and Georgia, and I'm just going to yeah. just start digging in. Yeah, digging in. It's, it's, I mean, and I, of course, I don't think, you know, as a man, I'm pretty sure that it doesn't feel, it's scary. Mm-hmm. I think I just, the, it, it just makes me very scared for right now, and then I'm right. future, and then I write as human beings. And of course... You know, because it just seems like it, it's something that's being taken away from us that people fought for. And it's just like, well, how that can you try That people also to, should have. Should have. And then how can you try to step in and say it's okay? And then all of these people are talking about different things. Like um, if, you know, the Republicans who are, re- are really the ones, you know, pushing this. Mm-hmm. Saying that they, you know, ch- they're pro-life and they're not doing anything to stop all of the gun violence that we're having. You know, they aren't. Um, doing anything to stop, you know, education, you know, cutting education. Let, because you know, that pro-life that title right. is such bullshit, and they adopted that to try to turn their agenda into something positive, mm-hmm. versus just saying we're anti-letting women make choices about their own fucking bodies. That's essentially what it is, and I think overall this is it's just the implication of this. So even if you're not a woman, if you're a man watching from the sidelines, it should still be scary because it's like okay, starting there and then what is the 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 domino effect, right? Mm-hmm. So then it's just like, you know, one day it's abortion and then tomorrow it's something else and even if you feel like, oh, well abortion doesn't affect you directly it does affect you indirectly but again it's just this idea where it's like this is a human right and it's being taken away it's a human right that was it's, it was a human right that women had mm-hmm. in these places and now they're going back and saying well wait a minute no you actually shouldn't be able to have these things it's like basically saying saying no you know what we're gonna go ahead and take away the mm-hmm. right for gays to marry yeah. because we saw it as a human right and then we just decided it's not anymore yeah. and it's like what kind of fucked up bullshit yeah. is that and yeah so, i'm gonna be cursing a lot well no it's episode. because we were I talking about it and, and it is scary because i was trying to think about it and and really trying to be honest with myself about how i felt and what i was thinking and it's like you know, because coming from a religious background, you know, people say I'm gay. But, you know, looking at people who are religious and they don't, they feel like it's a life. And, you know, I'm like, that's your thing. That That's your whole thing. And it's like, you can feel, I have no problem with necessarily them feeling that way about it. if it's a life or if it's, if it's not. It's a woman's choice and it becomes an issue of, well, then this is how, if someone wants to abort their pregnancy, 
it's the government's responsibility to provide those services because as human beings, people are going to seek out those things and they're going to put their life in danger. And yeah, and I can see how people go back and forth on that. Like, you know, should we or shouldn't we do this thing for people who want this or whatever? But then to me, the thing that I look at the most is just people who feel like they they accidentally get pregnant or they're raped or it's incest, or it's something where they are pregnant and it's not a viable pregnancy, where something can happen to that child, or it can put their, you know, their, the quality of living of that from that fetus won't will be handicapped in some way, and that to me I think is where I'm I'm very firmly like, it should be allowed. It should be something a, a person a woman can make a choice about how she wants to to go forward with her pregnancy if she wants to or not. You but know? even outside of it being some traumatic experience, it's just this idea of like, if I just decide, no, I do not want to have a baby right now and there's a baby in me, that's my goddamn choice. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't need to have been the, the result of a rape for it to be a thing. And then for it, it, it's not even like it's a matter of, oh, we're not going to provide these services with government funds they're talking about taking away the right to do it at all Mm -hmm. so no private doctor can even provide that kind of service or otherwise it's a crime Mm -hmm. that's insane like and and you know we've seen it over the past few years where they've just been pushing it in certain areas i think kentucky is one of them too Mm -hmm. where it's like they're pushing those um doctors further and further out of the borders like they they went from having like 12 clinics, mm-hmm. you know, across however many counties to having just the one mm-hmm. and then even that one's in danger and it's getting to the point where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. there are way more states and people don't realize that are doing that and they're getting to the point where they will not have no doctors within those states that are practicing abortion. Yeah. And so it's 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 a really scary thing and again, it's it, it comes back to this whole Trump era. Right. This Trump administration, because as long as we've been having this argument going back and forth about this, we've never actually seen this happen happen. under any other president. Yeah. And people, they are emboldened and they definitely feel like, okay, the time is now, especially with all of these opponents that are stepping up. All these people who are just like, you know what? I'm running for president because we just can't let this crazy <laughs> motherfucker win again. So I'm pretty sure they're probably like, eh, just in case he doesn't get another term, let's make sure we get all this stuff in oh, now. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, he appointed Kavanaugh and the other gentlemen who were. So I was reading something, and they were like, Trump was saying how he's pro-life and how, you know, one of the promises that he kept was that he put Kavanaugh and the other another guy mm-hmm. who are pro-life and they're trying to push this agenda forward and trying to, yeah, take away the women's a woman's right to choose and all of this. And I think what's... Right, because they want to be out here grabbing pussies and it's just, just being like, you deal with the consequences, ladies. I think it, it it's... I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I think it's... Because this is, like I always talk about, this is not like, because you talk about, we talk about racism a lot, but this is like half of the population, you know, and who's, who mm-hmm. had to fight for, you know, the right to vote and had to fight to be recognized in a certain way. Yes, to a certain extent, had to be recognized as a human being, as a full right. to, that I can have the same rights as you as a man. Not that it's like, because I don't have the same rights because I'm a, a person of color or I'm like a child. It's like, no, because... I'm a woman because I have a uterus because I have estrogen because I it's it's really where RuPaul keeps talking about she's like and she's not joking about any of this but she's like listen I really think 
that men, deep it's sub- subconsciously, they're scared. She's like, they're scared of the power that women of have. Course. And they're jealous, in a sense, jealous of the fact that they can give life in a way that they can't. She's like, it, it, she's like, I feel like that's where all of that comes from. That they see the power that they have and they're trying Absolutely. to snuff it out. You need to control, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you keep yourself in power when you're worried that someone else might have something on you, right? Where they might be a gem. And if you actually allow that gem to shine, that it dims your shine, that it dulls your shine, you just, you become very small in their presence. Absolutely. It's the same with racism. That's what the ideals of racism are rooted in, right? That black people are amazing Mm -hmm. and they're dope. And there's so much potential there. And if we actually allow them to shine and show their full potential, where does that leave us in the world? Mm -hmm. And where does that leave our power in the world? And I always laugh about that one because I'm like, the race, it's racism that actually really spotlights how dope and amazing black people are. Because for us to be where we are, even with all of the deeply rooted, like racism is just, it's built into the fabric of our society. And this is globally Mm -hmm. for us to still be as dope and successful as we are starting a thousand times behind the fucking start start Mm -hmm. line just goes to show you that if we actually started at the same place, forget it. Like, there's no competition. We'd be snubbing everybody out. Yeah. And that's the fear. Because we're that dope and everybody sees it. So everybody wants to hold us back and hold us down. It's like, the fact that we've been through all the stuff that we've been through and we still come through as triumphant as we do, that just goes to show you, like, we are really that dope. You should be yeah. scared. It's the same for women. I'm like, all the shit we deal with and the bullshit we put up with Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, basis. just getting up and leaving our homes. Like, whether you're going to work or you're just going to the cafe to get a cup of tea, Mm -hmm. it's something. And it's like the fact that we still come through the way we come through and we still show up and show out, you should be scared. It's phenomenal. But what's silly is... Instead of being scared, you should be trying to cultivate that development. Exactly. And that potential it's only going to help. It makes the everyone. whole world exactly. better. It's only going to help everyone. It makes everyone. everyone better. People talk about the best of the best. And it's like if you have these people, whether they're female, a person of color, or black, like, you know, it's just like that's only going to help everyone. Right. It's only going to help everyone as, as human beings. And I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that for, I think, for me, because I have to be honest, I was scared because I was thinking, not scared, but I was thinking, you know, scared <laughs> no of the way. issue, but I was thinking, oh my gosh, am I missing, like, why wasn't I so upset? And I, and I think when you said about, you know, the private doctors and that, because I, mean, I knew it was for every, I knew that they were trying to cut abortion mm-hmm. off and then, you know, the government can feel a certain way and I didn't want to feel like I was siding with them. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not siding with them, but I understand they're just like, well, we, if they don't want to pay for it, they don't have to pay for it. But then the fact that you made it very much crystal clear for me, is like, no, it, I can't go to a private doctor. Yeah, because like they said, if they're making it punishable, that, right. you know, a doctor can go to jail right. up to, like, 99 years. Like, we are legit going back to the 30s. Yeah, it's like, I can't even decide, yes, as a practicing doctor, whether or not I want to do this because you're making it illegal in the state. And then, too, we all know, illegal, we all know that people have been getting abortions for centuries. Women are still Even going when to it abortion. was illegal, yeah, Even right. when it was illegal. And it becomes an issue of now it's, it's a safety and health yeah, concern. Yeah, it becomes a public health issue yeah. when we go back to the stair throwing mm-hmm. and wire hanger days yeah and all these concoctions that you can drink mm-hmm. i don't it's it it's 
It's scary. It does seem like, you know, you you were little, we talk about we're living in, our, like, I know with me growing up, Christian, like, we're living in our last days. And it's like, <laughs> goddamn. But then I, do you think, because, you know, I, we have, I, I'm, I'm not around young people too often, but mm-hmm. teenagers, you know, who are 19 or even 20, 22 year olds. And how, you know, think I think about when I was young and there were political things going that were happening and people, the older people were like, this is crazy. This is insane. And we're like, eh. And you didn't really get it. You didn't really get it. Right. I, so that makes me very, very hopeful that the human, human race will be fine and we'll go back and we'll bounce back and hope. I don't know. Even if we go back in the next 50 years being some deep shit. I'm we will hoping, be. We will be. But I'm hoping this will be never point. stop. I'm hoping that then there'll be a resurgence and there'll be a time, a period that we're doing it because these kids are the ones who are growing up. And of course, what we do and the think the policies and the laws that we put forth do shape how they live and how their life is going. But I don't think it will last forever. Well, it can't because eventually, like those Supreme Court judges will die. Mm-hmm. They they will be reappointed. Like the it, like it's like soil, you know, and it will always like recycle. And there's going to be new soil at the top. And there'll be, you know, soil growing under that that's going to eventually come to the top there. But those kids, the ones who are too young to really understand the implications of the decisions being made for their futures right now, will be the ones that decide when they get to that age, oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. And then they'll start pushing that change forward for themselves to live in in that present and then for the generations after them. So, you know, it's the, the Anita Hill effect, you know, what happened to her essentially helped shape a lot of stuff that we didn't have to deal with. Yes. You know, because that set something in motion mm-hmm. that when we were too little to understand what was going on. It was like, we, we heard the name Anita Hill and we knew this thing was happening. Clarence Thomas was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Or so we might have heard in our homes. Or, or that she was a piece of shit because she tried to take down this black man. But yeah. either way, that put something in motion that could not be ignored. And, like, now we can look back and we're like, oh, yeah. And, like, you know, now they're talking about it. And now it's like Anita Hill has been um, heralded for her her uh, courage and for what she did. And the irony of that, by the way, if you watch ever watch her documentary, mm-hmm. is that she's like, I wasn't trying to take Clarence Thomas down. They reached out to me because yeah. they were vetting him because mm-hmm. he was going up for Supreme Court. She goes, and... I was just like, okay, I need to be honest about mm-hmm. this because if this man is going to serve on our Supreme Court, like, that's a big deal. Yeah. She goes, I thought it was an anonymous call. I didn't even know I was going to be, like, called to the to the rug the way I was. Mm-hmm. Was it called to the rug or called to the carpet? I don't know. I think it's the carpet. I'm always saying that wrong. But anyway, so she's know. just like, so they asked me these questions and I straight told them, like, if you're asking would I recommend him, no. Like, this is my experience with him mm-hmm. was. She thought that was going to be the end of that. Like, they probably weren't going to appoint him. They were like, oh, this guy's crazy creeper. You know, it's, he's he's in question. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to rethink this. She's like, nope. Next thing she knows, like, her life was turned upside down. She didn't even know they were going to, like, quote her. She was like, I thought this was a pretty anonymous oh, wow. thing. This was said in confidentiality. Like, yep. I thought it would be a done deal. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like, who was at the forefront of all of that? Joe Biden, which is why black women are not feeling you right now, Joe Biden, because, oh, and then his wife talking about how, oh, he doesn't need to apologize. Folks need to get over it. Essentially, that's what she said. It's like, wasn't it Joe Biden? Joe Biden, do not get dragged. The last thing you want to do is get dragged by a bunch of black women. Don't do it. 
Don't do. You don't want to get uh, physically, like literally dragged, but you also don't want to be social media dragged, digitally dragged. You don't, cause you will be forever the hated. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. us women as a whole got enough problems to deal with that we need to get together and and have a united front on some things. I hope what you. I hope that because then I think about people talking about comparing it to The Handmaid's Tale, or nineteen eighty four, all these different <laughs> things, and you think about that those things do seem extreme, but there are governments and there are countries that exist in a way that they really do sort of limit their um, their citizens, and things could go in the direction of where our human rights are very limited, and we don't have things. They, it could be a domino effect in the other direction where right. you know, and and I think that's scary because and then we. Then it becomes like people aren't even allowed to learn about Anita Hill. That whole clearance on that would Rodney Hill. Yes, and it's just like because I mean our news is very much controlled to a certain extent now. What we get, people argue about what's facts and how do you can't trust people have been saying for years you cannot trust every news source that you read is right. biased. So you have to read multiple news sources, and it's just like what the fuck? Like how can you not trust? <laughs> you're thinking that we're supposed to be told the truth, and I think that's what's scary is that there are ways to control us as a society and to limit what we have, uh, our resources, for us to even educate ourselves. And that is really, really scary. That I'm hoping that it doesn't go that extreme. I mean, I think it already has. I Honestly, I just feel like 1984 and Handmaid's Tale, that's a... I mean, 1984, obviously, like George Orwell wrote that ages ago yeah, age. 1984 was the future mm-hmm. that was just kind of like what they were looking at mm-hmm. like oh my god things are so crazy this is what's going to be like in 84 so that was his point of view of it and it does seem a little hyperbolic but i don't think that we're far off from that mm-hmm. because it's not the exact same limitations where we have cameras in the street but to some degree we do have cameras do have in the cameras. street like yeah. you know it's like that episode of Black Mirror with the bees mm-hmm. where it was just like Which well I the love. government's going to yeah. use the bees basically to, to spy, spy on the citizens and then and a hacker like, hacked that and then, yeah it's just that's not so far fetched i was watching true. um last night on reels um what was it the um damn i'm trying to remember the name now it's literally escaped my mind as soon as i went to say it but um about in 2013, um, that, that, um, damn, what is this underground website? Mm -hmm. Silk road, the silk road. And, um, this whole idea of like, you know, they created this, um, black market website to undermine the government. Of course they were like making a lot of money and mostly what was sold on it was drugs. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the guy who started it, it was very much like he just is, he was a very libertarian He's against the government being too hands-on and involved and, and being able to say what people can do with their bodies and that kind of things, which is why it mostly let people sell drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of this, yeah, it's like that idea was just like, you know, the government is just going deeper and deeper and deeper into the invasion of our lives. And it's going to push people into those margins where it's like, oh, if you want any kind of privacy, you're going to be in the black market. But then the government will be looking for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Because even with, like, we talk about, we've, we, everyone knows how, like, Facebook and 
they say, you know, they've been selling our information, Google and all of these things, even small things like preferences. When you talk of, talk with your friends about something and you talk about, and you know, then turn you'll go. Turn off that mic. Yeah, Don't turn allow off that your mic. microphone on yeah. any app. And then, you know, you'll still go on the internet. And it's like, I was talking about that five minutes ago. There's, you know, an app popping up for, you mm-hmm. know, drainage cleaner or something, you know, plumber clean, whatever it's called. And then, you know, you're certain your preferences. You're on your computer at home doing something mm-hmm. and then you log in at work and things that you were looking at at home pop up at work. Yep. And those small things and how that's Cookies. sort of changing. And, I, you know, even how they talk about they just sort of want to digitize everything. Like your identity, how much money you I'm have, all your it. credentials. I'm so that it's it. sort of either something that you carry around is something that's embedded in your skin. Mm-hmm. And all of that is there. So say, yeah, say you're just like, this is not the way I want to live my life. Then you are basically, how are you getting things? How are you living? How yeah, are you, you get going, left out. Yeah, you get left out. How are you going doing day to day? Because if you're not a part of this thing, then every, all of your information, they can erase who you are. They can say that it, it just... Look at all the all the food places that are going cashless. Like mm-hmm. You can just go grab like a burger during your lunch hour or tacos. Mm-hmm. And there's so many places that are like, they have signs up and they're like, sorry, we are a cashless, cashless operation. So you're forced to use your mm-hmm. card. And it's like, if you don't have a bank account, then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Like you, I mean, eventually all these places are going to go in that route. And like, obviously I've worked in customer service. I understand the benefits of being a cashless mm-hmm. place. I really do. It's, it's so much better on the yeah. business side. Um, especially if it's something that does a reoccurring payment, like a gym. Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, it's just for those few people like, imagine if you just get out of prison, you don't have a bank account or, you know, or you just, you know, you got some issues with the government. They're trying to garnish your wages. So you're like, yeah, yeah I'm keeping my actual kids ass. Yeah. Like, you get a check and you take it to the check cashing place. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to get left behind. You, and that's unfortunate. And that's you can't scary. Venmo. You can't Zelle. <laughs> And and that's going to be people who are already outside on the margins. It's going to make it much worse for them. And it's like these people are still contributing to society. They are still, you know, following the rules and not breaking the laws. But it's nothing in place that's set up for them. And the human beings are very, what is the word? Resourceful. Um, resourceful. Oh, they will find a way around Oh, yeah. Pretty yes. sure there'll be families who are just like, oh, yeah, we got one family member who's able to get this. <laughs> so everyone else, but then too, what if they get rid of it? And that are, family member's three. Yes, yes. <laughs> People will find a way. in his name. But, I mean, it's just, it's sad that it's just pushing people who already don't have a lot of things. And that's most of us nowadays. It's not even about if you're working from pay, pay, paycheck to paycheck. It's hard for middle class. You know, it's hard for upper middle class people, whatever they may be, who are trying to make something happen or, or save something for their future. And, 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 and it's, I just think, though, it's just getting worse and worse for yeah, everyone, unless the top 1%. And, you know, we can go on and on. But. Yeah, I think that the America typically never looked at itself like some of these other countries where the disparity of wealth is so great. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at a country like Mali, mm-hmm. or if you look at um, some of these, um, you know, if you look at a country like the Philippines or something, mm-hmm. and then it's just like... Yeah, like ninety eight of the people, ninety eight percent of the people are extremely mm-hmm. poor and like live in dire poverty. And then you just got this two percent that they chilling, they straight, and they have all the money. And it's like the United States isn't that far gone, but we're not that far off no. because we just don't really look at those numbers because we we look around and then especially living in New York, and you think, oh. For the most part, everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we see more homeless people than driving states because we ride the subways and we walk mm-hmm. the streets. But, and we know it's like, well, homelessness is everywhere. But 
it's not just the homeless people. Like, it's the people at your job. It's people that you work with yeah. that don't have enough money to buy food. Mm -hmm. Like, they go to the food pantry because it's the only way they're going to feed their kids. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they need help getting a Metro card. I, I swipe in people going to work all the time. Mm -hmm. It's wild to me. Like, I'm talking, these people are dressed like a tie, like shoes, whatever. And I don't know, maybe they're going on an interview and they don't have money, but it's like... This person doesn't have a metro car. I'm swiping them in. But that's how they get to work. It's people who leave an hour early and just wait to get a swipe so they can get to work on time. Mm. And it's like, that's nuts. Yeah. But that's yeah. how we're living. And it's just, there's way more of that going on in this country than I think we would like to acknowledge. Because we have the LeBron Jameses. Yeah, we see those. It's, it's like distractions. Know. We're distracted. But mm -hmm. there's a lot. I think people, we're all bombarded with a lot of stuff that we're dealing with. You're dealing with your own issues. You're dealing, hearing about the stuff on the news, the good and the bad, on social media. There's a lot of stuff that I think exactly what you're talking about is happening. It's shrinking. The, the, that, that divide between the middle class and the working class is shrinking. And they're all becoming working class and really, really poor. Mm -hmm. And that, that wealthy class is becoming smaller. But then they have such a large so amount more of, the wealth. of the wealth. Right. And, and even like you mentioned too, like the driving states. Like, I mean, you take us in New York who we are, you know, it's very pedestrian friendly. And, you know, we're able to ride the subway and get to, to take public transit. California. So we can get to work. Right. Yeah. California is... I think has the most, I don't know if it's California, it, California I think has one of the largest homeless populations, in particular Los Angeles. And they said something like it's on Skid Row, it's Skid like Row over 500,000 people. Skid Row is nuts. Who, who, are, who are poor. And of course some of those people, homeless, I'm sorry, who have um, mental health issues mm -hmm. and who knows which came first. It's just, I think it's, it's a time for us to like, I don't know what we're going to do. It's just you see it a lot more now. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's it's really, really scary. I think with black people specifically too, we, again, we're, we're thrown those distractions. So whenever we stand up and we say, this isn't right and we're not getting the resources we should get and we are starting this far behind the, the starting line, then we get thrown the LeBron Jameses, the Steph Currys, um... You know, I'm, I don't even say Beyonce because it's like, well, Beyonce didn't grow up in a poor family. Um, but basically, they just were always thrown these examples. Oprah of people Obama. who came from nothing. Yes. No, no, I'm talking people who came from nothing. Well, Steph Curry didn't come from nothing. Mm -hmm. But people who, didn't, who came from humble beginnings and like made themselves into these mega stars and, and, and these mega wealthy power, you know, movers and decision makers Oprah is probably the biggest example because a she is not just like Oprah's wealthy beyond I mean she's a billionaire she mm -hmm. came from nothing she's a billionaire but she's also one of the most influential people in the world yeah so and that's it's like she's an anomaly though so Very don't use her that's not an example at all they like are, it's, yeah. it's it's almost embarrassing it should be embarrassing for them that like that's the go-to it's like that's ridiculous mm -hmm. most people white black or otherwise will not have oprah status mm -hmm. so do not try to shut me down by giving me examples of people like oprah or beyonce mm -hmm. or lebron james who by the way Beyonce and LeBron James very specifically have a talent. Absolutely. Like they have a talent that not everyone will embody. That's true. So like unless I got a the a voice of a generation mm -hmm. and I'm just not getting the recognition, then I'm not on that level. Yeah, I agree. Like with that's you. crazy to me. And but we get thrown those examples 
to to shut us up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Beyonce has the same amount of hours in a day as you do. So what are you doing with yours? Yeah. And it's just like. I'm struggling. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Mine. Yeah, I'm over like, here working four jobs, <laughs> trying to keep my toes from going black, mm-hmm. and I'm struggling. That's what I'm That's doing. That's a good point. Yeah, she has a talent, <laughs> and then also it's like she has the same hours. But that bitch now has a team. That she has a team of people right. who are who are with her every day. And speaking of Beyonce, mm. I I just <laughs> finished watching last night the Homecoming. Uh-huh. Girl. I love her. I was bl- I've always loved her. I was blown away. See, and I still didn't see- finish it. I still didn't oh, watch the whole Okay, thing. okay. See, I because it took me a while. When did it come out? Was it me like three weeks, weeks ago? I don't remember. More than three. It was weeks. A month ago? ago? I don't know. So I watched it half of it and I was like I I loved it when I was watching it, but it was like I, it was like two hours and I was like, I don't have two hours just sit down and watch something. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like it was a lot to do and Josh wasn't watching it with me, so we were both doing different things and I'm trying to watch a little bit every day anyway. So I finished watching it and I was like, I'm, I'm freaking in love. And we've seen Beyonce in concert mm-hmm. twice now. Twice. And um, she's a robot. Yes. She's and not she, human. I, I thought it was just the whole thing was put together really, really nicely. And even you can say some things about, you know, whatever, ego. Beyonce is very talented. And I love all of the thought that was put behind, in creating this whole thing that black people can be proud of and, 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 and showing how aware she is I think to be um so big and I that I love that I love that there's this whole thing in Hollywood now with the Time's Up movement with the the just being black just being very proud of it and then even on social media you're able to see how the the beautiful things about black people I think that's something that's really really good I was thinking because people talk about social media and how it's bad and blah 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 and it has some good and you know some great things and some bad things but I think one of the wonderful things is that you see black people from across the world and and the different wonderful things that they create mm-hmm. and they're able to do and they're bringing to light to the world. I think that's that's very very positive. Uh, you know whether it's the comedians that are doing wonderful things or you have these sites that are just highlighting, you know, the first all black surgeons who are graduating and they're going to this school and they're doing this and they discovered that and these young black people who are starting their own businesses and you know even in science and in and 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 and, you know other humanities and all the things that they're doing Uh, even too can i just throw in that the instagram account the black man can Mm -hmm. which i think is just adorable because Uh, it's just about black men just doing wonderful things mm -hmm. in the world and so they highlight just regular random everyday people Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it's like you know this you know one you know black kid got accepted into 30 colleges and all the oh yeah stuff like that but then Mm -hmm. they'll also just have stuff where it's just like a whole thing of like fathers doing their daughter's hair mm, like like a photo yeah. like gallery of that uh, like the one guy which is my favorite we, the baby didn't want to take the milk because it wasn't the mother's breast oh, so yeah. he cuts the, the, the thing out the bra and he puts the nipple in and he put it on mm-hmm. and she drank it and he was like Genius. I tricked her little ass Genius. like but it's like little stuff like that yeah it's that I do think it's it's good to see that is wonderful to see amongst all the muck <laughs> yeah, because you you can I think it 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 adds some I think it's inspirational to those who who feel like you know you know who do don't feel so great about being black sometimes. I think it's inspiration mm-hmm. for them. I think it's insp- it's great to that you have those figures out there so other people who are not black can mm-hmm. see can get a certain view of black people, different views of black people, and even too just the allies, you know, you de- I think it gives people it can be a source of inspiration and a place that people can go to to to, to give them some guidance. 
I think certain times about what they should be doing and what ways they can help and what ways they can be better because we get it's, everything seems so much larger and I think a lot of people feel helpless mm-hmm. and hopeless. Now. Why are you saying like you don't know those words? <laughs> are like, these the are words? The right helpless, words? hopeless. Like those are pretty simple words. <laughs> like well, I think, I think you're on on par with that. <laughs> well, just the, I think it's good you see the the people who are making changes on a larger scale where they're affecting a lot more people and then those people who are doing it on a smaller scale, which is also still very important. Like you said, the father who created this nipple so his baby, you know, just seeing that. He I probably some... should have marketed that. He should have. He should have came up with that. Something like, like that. It, I, we, we should look it up, but he definitely should have just been like, if you use this, you better run me my check. Yeah, because, you know, even in that movie, <laughs> um, parent, Meet the Falkers, Meet the Parents, Ben still, I think he has something where he used to bre- he used to wear it, he used to breastfeed the he used to pretend like he was breastfeeding the baby mm-hmm. in that movie, but you know anywho, yeah. I just can I just interject with a, a tiny note? And before you came over, I was thinking about this, and I was like, the great ones all got them real different names, don't they? Oprah, Beyonce, LeBron, LeBron even Hallie. Like, you didn't meet any Hallies until Halle Berry. Mm -hmm. Like, Haley's, sure. But Halle, (laughs) that wasn't, like, a popular name. So, I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. Shawa. It's very different. You ain't never met another one. I've never met another one, no. It might just be that I'm just poised for greatness. I think so. Well, I think, well, the funny thing is that you think, think about this. If that happens, there's going to be, when that happens, there's going to be so many people who are going to go, girl, we knew it. We knew it. Think oh, of no, no, no. And it's gonna be all them haters that told no. me to stop too. But think about think about <laughs> your friends. You think about to me. You think about your friends, or you think. Do you think even amongst the people that you hang out with, and everybody's great in their own ways. But like, think you know, even the things we talked about when you've been a child, or what your friends have told you. I'm pretty sure there are ways that you feel like, okay, well, I am a little bit different. I have stuck out in a lot of ways that are different from the masses, right? Yeah. Not to toot you. You can toot your own horn a little bit. I think so. <laughs> I think that's true. I think it, everyone can be special, but I think there is something that has stood out about you that is very different from a lot of other people. I yeah, but so. I think I also, I don't, I tend to not share the popular opinion, and that is for sure one of the things. Like, when oh, we were okay. at Brandeis, yes. Yes. I mm-hmm. remember I got an award, and those awards were cash money, child, mm-hmm. so, Ooh, yeah. yeah. I gotten an award and I didn't know and it was like Kim nominated me mm-hmm. and she was just like I just remember like everyone was coming for you like well, she didn't say those words but she's just like you know you guys were in the office and it was like elections or whatever and I abstained from voting mm-hmm. for president I, I voted for everybody oh, yeah. and I abstained on president and everyone was like we agreed like the black student organization was gonna vote for this guy and I was like we didn't agree shit I didn't like him. Mm-hmm. I thought they were both full of shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to vote. And the other guy won by one vote. Mm-hmm. So everybody was like, it was you. It was your one vote. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah, it's matter. the same difference to me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but you stood your ground. Mm-hmm. She was like, like, it was like a group of people. And everyone was coming at you. And she was like, you stood your ground. I was like, because I don't care. Mm-hmm. I was like, nobody was going to change my opinion yeah. at that point. Like, it was what it was. And I, I said what I said. Yeah, said. <laughs> I did what yeah. I did. But she was like, but like to be that young. And like, she was like, you know, at that age, you're so impressionable and what your peers think matters so much. And, you know, being a part of the group and, you know, um, feeling like you're a a part of something is so important to people Mm -hmm. that young. She was like, so to see you just like going back at them, like just fearlessly, she was like, you was not 
backing down. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just wired like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I think I've noticed over the years that I tend to not have the popular opinion. Yeah. But again, like it is what it is. It's like, I'm not looking at things the same way as everyone else. I think that that's okay. If we're all looking at things the same way, then we're going to be like Gucci. This is why Gucci's ass is in trouble again. With that turban. You hear about that this no, week? No, I didn't hear about that. And it's that. like, again, like that lack of diversity. It's not always just a diversity of race or diversity of gender. It's also a diversity of thinking. Yeah. Like, if everybody at the table is just, sh- you know, nodding yes, this is great, this is cool, and no one's going to say, but what about this? Mm-hmm. Or I don't think that that's so great or that's so cool, this is why. It's not doing you any good. No, that's true. That's very, very true. You need people to think outside of the box. And I think in most situations, you know, since I've known you, I think out of most of my friends, out of all my friends, you're usually the one who has a different point of view on something. Or even, you know, because I think people say, well, we think the same. And it's like, no, oh, we're very, you and I, we agree yeah, we're very, very stuff. different. <laughs> but I think, it, and even if nine times out of 10, like we'll, we'll be talking about something and you'll bring up something. I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. Usually, I think sometimes when we agree, we don't necessarily agree from the same point, like stance. Like, we but, might both be like, yes, we think that's fucked up, mm-hmm. but I'll be like, oh, no, I was thinking it was fucked up in this yes, way, and you true. had a very different way yeah. that you were looking at it. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's always enlightening. It's always uh, interesting to hear what you're going to say, because usually it's something, okay, well, that sheds some new light. Maybe most of mm-hmm. us were thinking about it in this way, but then she's thinking about it in that way, mm-hmm. and it's not like... I think it's important to know that it's not crazy. It's not well, like, oh my gosh, I like that to is think insane. I'm not a crazy person. It's like, oh, <laughs> you right, girl, that does make sense. I wouldn't think about that. That's usually how it goes. That's how it's been in college. That's how it's been after we've lived together. And, um, you know, even after the divorce and how everything fell apart mm-hmm. and now we're back together again. Uh, you know, we're, we're stronger than ever. So, uh, can I right turn to this Gucci thing? Cause have you heard it was like, this okay, week. I'm sorry. Yes. Go no, on. No, I me. just want to, because honestly is at this point, people are just going to start boycotting Gucci. It was like, I feel like we tried to give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Dapper Dan was like, come to Harlem, come to the atelier. Let's talk. Let me explain to you guys why people are pissed and let's talk about a plan you can put in motion to stop having this happen or so this doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's just a couple months later, here we go. Now you done pissed off the Sikhs. <laughs> like, and it was like indie turban, $800. And indie? $800, so indie? I-N-D-Y, indie mm-hmm. turban. And then they said it was changed to just like head turban or something like that. And now it's also, I think it was like Nordstrom or Saks or whatever. And now it's also like this item sold out. Like, yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> or the item's no longer available. Oh I bet God. it's not. And it's just like, come on, Gucci. Like, and it's the same collection with the blackface turtleneck. And I was like, here's the thing. When the blackface turtleneck thing happened, you should have pulled every freaking garment from that line and said, let's look at all of this. Yeah. Let's just... Let's just go over it. When the Prada blackface like thing happened with the the Sambo like mm-hmm. keychain thing, all the other like <laughs> design houses, all the luxury houses should have said, let's um, look "We have a, we, let's let's schedule put a big meeting on the calendar. I don't care an hour, two hours, but we need to look at every single item in our collection and make sure we didn't go there." Mm-hmm. But like honestly, how you gonna do two items in the same collection? 
That just goes to show that, like, y'all, now y'all just being lazy. Because it literally would have took an hour-long meeting to just be like, okay, let's just go over everything in this collection. Let's just, let's let's bring some people to the table. Maybe we need to get, like, some folks who, like, specialize in, like, diversity and, Mm -hmm. and just something. And just come and say, all right, let's just run through this. Is anything else in here offensive? Because at this point, we clearly don't know. Oh and they God. probably would have been like, yeah, maybe you don't want to call this as indie turban. Like, Why oh, I have it? a white guy model it down the oh, runway. I have to see. Hold up. So it was just on the runway. Oh, no. It was on the runway. And then it was for sale. And then, yeah. So it already, the people were outraged when the white model wore it. And then, like, just this week, folks were like, wait, hold the F up. This is on, I, I want to say it was Nordstrom. Nordstrom site. It was like the indie turban or whatever and it was like yeah don't do that but the Sikhs were also pissed because they were just like how you just gonna be selling tur- like Sikh turbans mm-hmm. out here for people to wear like it's fashionable yeah. and this is like a very like religious a culture, a religion. like yeah, yeah. like, like uh, they were just like this is, this is cultural appropriation like beyond because this also goes to like religious implications and things that you don't even understand and, and even with, after 9-11 happened that shit was, it was very problematic. Oh, very it was controversial. Scary, controversial was no to one's... wear because then people were like, "You're Muslim," and and I remember because we were in um in at Brandeis, and mm-hmm. my friend was dating. She's Indian, and she was dating someone who was Sikh, and he got pulled over by these guys, and they beat him up and hung him over a bridge because he used to wear the term he's Sikh, and they thought they were saying that you're Muslim and you've done you know nine eleven is your fault, and he's he stopped wearing it. He said, "My parents, I had to stop doing this." And to think that now, you know, some, you know, 18 or so years later that it's now being sold as something that you can get that's supposed to be cute and cool. And chic and, yep, it's pretty fucked up. No other way to describe it. And it's like, at this point, Gucci, you need to goddamn know better. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, there are no excuses anymore. Get it the fuck together. Because, like, it... If you, if at this point you don't like see it and then you also don't understand the benefits of diversifying your team or like just not offending every like group of, of people of color, I, this will be the demise of your fashion house. Mark my words. So, yeah. And it sucks because it's like, but I like Gucci. I do. I, I want like a bag. Gucci. They have a Gucci bag got some so yeah. But it's like, but I can't support you if like. I am not with the cancel culture, mm-hmm. but Gucci, you're going to get canceled if you don't get it together. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't possibly be this ridiculous. So, my advice to Gucci is call all your heads to the table, all mm-hmm. your design folks, whoever. Get go, Outsource some, some people who specialize oh, yeah. <laughs> in uh, diversity mm-hmm. and just say, you know what, for every line going forward... We're going to bring these folks to the table and we're going to go back and forth over each and every piece, set all 70 pieces of the collection, and just make sure we're not doing some crap. You know, the worst part is I was like, with that turtleneck, and folks are going to hate me for saying this, mm-hmm. I thought the turtleneck was actually really clever. And I was like, oh, because was, I what? think that what they were going for was that you pulled it over your face and then it looked like you had lipstick on, yeah, right? I and I was so. like, yeah. I was like, for men, it would have been really cute. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, the problem was, the lips were too big. It was on a black turtleneck. Like yeah. it's like, why couldn't you do a beige turtleneck? Yeah, they did like multiple a beige colors. turtleneck. Multiple colors. Right. 
maybe purple lips like mm -hmm. just change it up make but it, it was fun. like it was a black turtleneck with big red lips yeah it went wrong they should have had a beige they should and have it's a cream. just like i could understand where you might with the where the thinking might have been but the execution was wrong mm -hmm. i was like and that sucks because i would have wore if i i mean obviously i wasn't gonna spend mm -hmm. the money but i would have wore it and been like this is ironic and funny and i think it's weird not to i mean to talk a practical point because it's good for people who live in the cold, but what if you got a full face of makeup on? You got foundation. Won't that rub off on... It's definitely going to mess up your turtleneck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to mess up your makeup too, right? Eh, more so that your makeup is going to mess up the turtleneck. Oh. And if you paid 500 bucks for the turtleneck, you probably don't want to ruin it. I mean, your foundation will come off, but like... Yeah, I wonder how many people would have worn that turtleneck. I mean, a ton been some... of people would have worn that turtleneck. Yeah, I guess. It's like I'm going out with some shades on and just walking through. It's like, oh, you don't know who yep. the fuck your dad is. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been fly. It but been it's funny. just like, oh, it went so wrong. You guys, y'all gotta learn. But you know what? Why don't we just release our own? Since Gucci can't do it, it is not out there. We should just release our own. They don't got copyright on that shit anymore. We'll just come up with <laughs> a lot of and do it the right turtleneck. way. They'd be like, ah, oh, this is what we done. And then on the back, it's gonna say, stay Woke. Yes, yes. And we'd be like, we love it. It's like, listen, we thought the back is gonna be like woke. <laughs> yep. That's what they could have put on it. That's what Gucci could have put on it. And it all would have been solved. <laughs> well, we don't have enough time to talk about Steve Harvey getting canceled <laughs> and how folks are so happy about it. Oh, Lord. Especially after the Monique thing. Yes, it was Monique. just like. But Monique didn't come for him. She, she did supported not. and she, she was swore. like, We don't celebrate people's demise. Mm -hmm. But you know, inside she was probably having a petty victory. Oh yeah. You like won, me. girl. You won. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we we ain't got time to talk about it. No. So go look it up. Because yeah, we're not going to talk it. about it next yes. week. Because I feel like by next week it's irrelevant. Unless I'm not going to care. Yeah. I'm really not going to be talking about Unless it. Unless Monique Steve gets Harvey's her own still show. Got, right. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> On the same network. It's like amazing. <laughs> Steve Harvey's still got like three other shows. So yeah, he'll, be, well. he'll be fine. But folks who just weren't here for him basically saying that if you want to be successful, you just can't get any sleep. And that's when he really rubbed a bunch of people the wrong way. Oh, and so God. they were not. So it was like the very next week he got canned from two shows. They were like, oh, you must have been getting too much mm -hmm. sleep. Have must you been resting? Oh, you yeah. got to watch what you say. The internet will drag you. Yes. Oh, man. So anywho, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Yes, if you liked you. this episode, be sure to rate us. Rate us. Top stars. Mm -hmm. And subscribe. Right. Follow us on Instagram at Black Hipster Podcast. Yes, yes. Email oh. us at Black Hipster Podcast. At gmail.com. Gmail <laughs> I'm always. Yes, you can also follow me at Always Fashion Week mm -hmm. on Instagram. Follow me at Standrick W. And I think that's about yeah, it. We didn't give all of yes, the yes. handles and things. Mm -hmm. yes. 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 yes, yes. Rate and subscribe. Rate and subscribe. Yeah. In the meantime, bye. bye.